All right, welcome to the world's number one dying podcast here on Spotify and Apple Music. It's What Are You Watching? Ah, uh, that was great. No, I like that. It's welcome back to the end of the world, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. We're going, everything must go. We are going out of business. Uh, yeah. Spotify rap numbers came in. It's two viewers, two countries, you know, <laughs> two hours of listening. It, you know, it was like, ugh. I mean, for how those, do we compete? Right. For those that are this deep in the podcast already, which is about 35 seconds, um, when in our Spotify wrap, it said that we were up, what was it, 479% from last year. <laughs> so that's that's the number we put out, right? But 479% is 4.7 people. But to the rest of the world, we're up hundreds of thousands of people viewing when we yeah. post that. Yeah, listen, I know Photoshop. I have the Spotify rap numbers. I'm going to post them. You you yourself can say if they're real or not. So You can infer. Them. You yeah. can infer from the numbers. But the percentages, they speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is the nation's number one dying podcast, speaking on entertainment and anything you consume. It's What Are You Watching? We are tonight's entertainment. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, welcome to episode 20-something stopped counting after episode 20 uh yeah 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 in reality we are we're just as live as we ever were in this podcast terms we Mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. somewhat alive just as alive as we ever been um but this episode we will be doing our typical nfl picks and we are breaking down the new star wars hit show on disney plus andor Mm. Mm, I'm excited for this one. I think all of you audience members are in for an absolute tasty holiday season treat with this show. Mm, So buckle in. Yeah, this is no gingerbread. This is no classic sugar cookie. This is a very elite cookie for a diverse elevated palate. um, Our review of Andor. And for Andor, I think people who haven't seen it um, really should. And people who have seen it will highly recommend it. I think the show is going to come highly recommended from anyone who's seen it. Yeah, it ain't it ain't that normal mumbo jumbo gumbo bullshit. This is some real good television right here. Real yeah, good television. Yeah, this is absolutely standalone against Star Wars. But yeah, so Andor is what we will be chatting about um, in the upcoming weeks. We're probably looking to do the movie Nope, which is now streaming on Pacock. And we're probably going <laughs> to do our best of 2022 movies and television and see yeah. how much Hunter consumed this year. You can look at it. Maybe I'll start putting up a list. You can look at it like our wrapped mm. for you guys, mm. right? So it's not from Spotify to us. It's us to you. Yeah. Um, and in that yeah. situation, we control the narrative. We mm-hmm. control the narrative, the agenda. Yeah. We get to push what we want. We are waste our Royco. <laughs> Bore on the floor. Yeah. Um, um, for, all, for all of you wonderful people at home wondering, change of scenery, it is true. It's the holiday season. So I figured I would get us in front of our glorious, glorious fake tree right here. Ooh. I wanted to do real this year. Rachel and I wanted to get a real tree, but we're going to be going home for two weeks. The clippings and the watering, we couldn't really get it done, right? So we went to Target, 
$72.99 fake tree. Yeah, that's cheaper than a real tree. So, and you have it but forever. Doesn't it take away the magic? But here's the thing. The second I'm going to be here for Christmas, we're getting real. I'm getting a fucking evergreen. You know, I'm not mm. doing this plastic. Yeah. This, I, this, I, this was made in China. They don't even celebrate Christmas there. Do they not? No, no, it's illegal. Oh, that's because they don't believe in anything over there, right? Correct. The communist party. Mao Zedong is Jesus. <laughs> Mao Zedong and McDonald's. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I feel like with the fake tree, real tree debate, like people, it's usually... I hate fake trees or my dad's allergic to real trees. So we have to have a fake tree. I feel like that's right. usually how it goes. No one's like, I'm, I love fake trees. They look way better. You know, no, I don't think right. it's like that. Right. And you know, that would be a great discussion for maybe down the road. If we, you know, remember how our, for our Thanksgiving special, we did what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish. Embrace the debate with Molly and, Quinn. Yes. Embrace the debate with that girl. I've never heard of. We could do that with real versus fake trees, right? Let's, we can, I, I'm sure there's people out there that like plastic, right? The, the, what do you say? Not the um, obsessive compulsive disorder, like Howie Mandel that has to fix the phrase on the rug, but people that don't want to be picking up leaves and, and prindles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have both at my house. So I have a real tree kind of towards the front of my house where the door is. And then we have a giant fake tree in our living room, but it's big. So it's fun. It's not like five I feet. It's giant. I feel like usually that's roles reverse. The fake tree should be in by the door and the giant real tree should be in the living room. No, but our real tree isn't giant. Our real tree is about 60 feet. Our giant tree is like, I don't know, 12. Okay. Okay. And how big is your menorah? Mm, I don't know when Hanukkah is this year. It's regular. <laughs> it's, it's regular sized, by the way. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh I do. I did want to, uh, speaking of our 2022 year in review and stuff, I was, you been watching anything on YouTube? Anything good for the viewers recently? You been in anything good? Uh, yeah, I, I have this one little craving that I've been hitting. Um, it's funny you bring it up because I've been really the man of recaps. You ever heard of the man of recaps? Is that when he recaps a movie in two minutes? He recaps entire shows in like 10 minutes. Like he did all 12 seasons of the walking dead in like 10 minutes. He's just, I'm watching recaps of shows I've never even seen because he's that good at explaining it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I don't know if this is exactly for the viewers. I just find him fascinating. It's, oh, what show is this? I don't, The Young and the Restless. You know, I'm going to watch his 15 minute recap because he has such a captivating voice. So I, I've definitely watched his stuff. Like, you know, I'm about to start a new season of something like what happened in Stranger Things season two. I he he always I... goes, Welcome to the man of recaps. And he's, yeah, wearing, yeah, a little, yeah. he's wearing a tuxedo t shirt. And it's a different color. Yes, it's yes. a different color. Yeah, he's an absolute nerd, but he kills it. Um, he kills it. And he's really good at his, what he does, definitely. Yeah, I'm looking to see if there's anything else that I'm really kicking on YouTube lately. Just nerdy stuff, right? Like gaming stuff or mm -hmm. some Mr. Beast. I got into a soccer YouTube hole. Yeah, don't share too much about your YouTube history. No, no. no. What is this? <laughs> How to create your own bondage. No, let's just get past that. <laughs> How to create a bomb at home. Wait a second. <laughs> Pipe bombs for dummies. No, no, I don't want to talk about that one. Rach, get off my YouTube. Rach, are you Chromecasting out of the television my phone again? <laughs> you imagine you just walking on your girlfriend on the couch. Like she's got YouTube on the TV. It's just how to make a pipe bomb at home. How to sew a woman's lips shut? No, next. You know, just something really crazy. Yeah, here comes. You're going to get canceled soon. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I found uh, this. 
Uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's insider food, you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. insider, right? Uh-huh. They have a yeah, food yeah. channel. That's pretty intense. This last one I watched, how how 150,000 people are fed for Anam in Kerala, India. And it's basically how this like Indian curry catering company makes food for 150,000 people in like four days. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, Watching I, them create big food is cool. I tune into that. Yeah, I mean, me and you, we definitely talked about on the podcast. We got into like uh, the cooking phase, you know um the expo expo in a kitchen with the gopro i need 72 where's the chick you know we got mm-hmm, into the mm-hmm. wendy's baconator we did all of that that mcdonald's guys he's getting a i think we talked about it. he's getting crazy followers on youtube now he's making shorts and it's like people just ask him questions they're they, the questions are like everyone knows mcdonald's patties are fake and he goes in and he's like this is a patty it's real and sizzles it up and it's like up yours yeah i i know that i mean I'll get into my YouTube real quick, but I know they got big on TikTok. It's like a guy at Subway got really popular. A guy at Coldstone got really popular just because, like, can you make a double bacon, 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 avocado sandwich? He goes, sure, why not? He talks and he makes it. It's kind of fascinating. It is. Corporate America. Um, in terms of YouTube, I did want to say Alt-Shift-X came out with his Hot D episode 10 um, breakdown, finally. He took him. That's been forever. Yeah. Well, and it's a 45-minute video, and he does a great job of it. Chalk um, full. Mm-hmm. He really, really sets up the future stories. Yeah. Um, obviously, because he knows what happens, but he walks the line. But I think he gives a good idea of where we're going to be going. So that's out. Um, I had a chunk. I had to chunk that out. I couldn't finish that in one sitting. Yeah, no, that's yeah, you're spreading that. That's spread. Um, so that's you know that's the one video I would like to recommend to our viewers or let them know it's out there. Let you know it's out there. Thank you. Um, other than that, you know, I'm all over the place, but I was watching some Supercuts Delight. You ever watched mm. him? Mm-mm. He's Mm-mm. just like one of those video essay guys. He rips Game of Thrones a lot, but he did some good Andor stuff. So it's okay. It's watching yeah. a lot of Andor YouTube. Yeah. A lot of essays. Yeah. Lot I'll of dabble on it. I'll dabble on it. Good, man. Water break. Hold on. Water break. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I just said, viewers, look at my new background. Daniel, can you tell us a little about what happened to you in these last couple of days here? Oh, yeah. It's the Revenge of Clams Casino. What? Um, no. <laughs> Ignore that. <laughs> that was, oh, I was Sorry, I was talking to someone else. Um, yes, I did just get back from my trip across the sea, as some would say. Oh. Um, spent some time in London and Prague, and I'm now back home. And the past two days, I've fallen asleep at 7 o'clock at night and woken up at 8 o'clock at night, the weirdest time to nap. Uh, recovering from the jet lag. So... Mm. Happy to be here on the podcast at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and feeling good, feeling strong. No nap today. Woke up at 8 in the morning, um, yes. which is unlike you. Yeah. Wow. I mean, spectacular. My trip, my trip. My trip. Yeah. Yeah. Trip. That's what trip. I wanted. Yeah. You know, for our fans, <laughs> you're right. You know, the real meat and potatoes of the story here. Um, for our fans that are domestic Americans, Matt Downing, can you tell us just a little bit about what was it like, you know, to see the sites? Was there talks of revolution? Were things pretty chill? You know, what's it like being in the Eastern Bloc? Yeah, no, they they fucking hate Russians. The Czech, anyone from the Czech Republic, like hates Russians. Like they were under Russian rule till 1989, the Velvet mm. Revolution, peaceful mm. peaceful revolution. Uh, they they despise Russians. Uh, big oh. big Ukraine flag that says "fuck you, Putin." It's oh. very much uh, anti Russia. But we had a taxi driver, a very old Czech man who spoke English, not great English. And he spoke more in phrases and we had him maybe four times 
man, was this guy a treat. He had some of the most iconic lines of all time. Um, you know, one of my favorites was me and my brother. And he had a, he had a ton. Hunter, he Hunter, he had a ton. Just one liners, just dropping them on you. Boom, boom. Not not he he was funny, but like it's it's funnier because of his English a little bit. So he was talking about he goes. He's talking about how like Germany and Prague uh, export and import a lot, whatever. And he's like, uh, yeah, Germany, Germany economy is, is strong, strong. A uh, Prague, not uh, eh, a medium. Prague, Prague economy medium. <laughs> and it's just like me and my brother kept doing the ah uh, medium, you know, just like <laughs> medium. And then he was like, he also did. He would like rank things, and he goes Christmas markets in Europe. Uh, or no, he also did it with tourists too in Prague. He goes. Um, Christmas markets in Europe. Number one, Dresden. Number two, Vienna. Number three, <laughs> Prague. <laughs> this man great. sounds like a seasoned world traveler. Oh, dude. He was talking about Volkswagen. He he was great. He was awesome. Those Nazi sleds. Um, <laughs> did, did it come to the point after the first time you took him as a taxi, you were like, can we get your card, sir? And every time you needed to be toted around, you'd give him a ring? Yeah, so he picked us up from the hotel, uh, from the airport. Like, we did it through the hotel. So, and then we got, he dropped us off and then we ordered a taxi through the hotel again. And I was just like, I hope it's that guy. And mm. it was. And then we got him the third <laughs> time bringing us back to the airport. Yeah. And, yeah. Cobblestone, cobblestone, good for walking, bad for car. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember his name? Oh, he, wait, one more, one more. Last one, last one. Bad podcasting. He, he hated gypsies. <laughs> he hates gypsies. <laughs> he hates gypsies. And he was like telling us, watch out for pickpocketers. Don't fall asleep on the train. The gypsies will get you. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, gypsies, gypsies, no work. Gypsies, no work. All holiday. All holiday. <laughs> so, so the second time we're in the car, he literally brings up gypsies again. And he did, he already gave us the no, uh, uh, no work all holiday. Uh-huh. And then he goes, gypsies bad. Gypsies bad. No work. And I'm in the back of the car. I go, all holiday and he goes yes yes <laughs> he goes yes <laughs> he sounds like the ultimate benny hana chef right hey johnny walker sushi like open up open up dude he was a legend <laughs> cobblestone good for walk bad for car oh, bad for car as That's we're getting like, like bounced around in his car yeah. <laughs> bad for bad for car yeah prog medium what's his name like no uh clue. no Pavel? Clue. No clue. I wish I asked him his name. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably the highlight of the uh, trip, no doubt. <laughs> All holiday, yes, yes. <laughs> he was so proud of me, dude. <laughs> so proud of me. That's spectacular. Yeah. Wow. Um. But yeah, I had a good trip. But do you want to move on to our picks? Wow, that felt really forced, Dan. I feel like you really moved. I was really having a good time there. Yeah, let's move on to our picks. Also, RIP the United States of America, USS. U.S. men's national team oh, yeah. in soccer. Just not their day. Just not their day. Dan, I know you missed the whole thing on the flight, but I yeah. mean, it just wasn't their day. Yeah, yeah. Young team uh, will automatically qualify in four years. So Yeah, we'll uh, see in four years. Seems like this team could really maybe get out of the round of 16 next year. They could, or, they could pop some years. pussy next year, no doubt. <laughs> 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 pop it, Parthich! <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, All right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> next segment yeah i forgot we used to do that we just go yeah we just cut off whatever we're saying segment two <laughs> <laughs> one two two 
I wish uh, that'd be something to incorporate. Maybe our fans would like a little transition noise. Or or we just say like a word or something. It's like, whack, And then it just goes like the next one. Yeah, yeah. Our budget's way too low to actually have special effects. Whack. Uh-huh. This economy is killing us. Whack. We, there is no sound. We don't have a soundboard, but like, I'll just be like, <sighs> you know, they're like, oh, they, our new soundboard's sick. You know, it's like, what? Dude, there was a moment when we were just, we did our Game of Thrones pod, or review or episodes, whatever, and we just did the whole Game of Thrones song by our mouth. Like, me yeah. and you together. Like, mm-hmm. budget's low. But <laughs> we make our own special effects. We are light, sound, and magic. <laughs> yeah, fuck George Lucas. Hire us. Yeah, fuck you, George. I'm kidding, George. You're a good guy. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. And the children, the so, women. So the only thing about our failing podcast that's done somewhat well is Hunter's awful picks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm going to say our Spotify rap numbers weren't bad by any means. I want to get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> in terms of failing podcasts. Cats out of the bag. We're not horrible. No, like, what do you want us to do? I was on the internet today. I saw... There was a Wizards of Waverly Place podcast and a Ned's Declassified podcast, and like, not that we compete with those at all, but, but are we higher or lower? I don't, dude. What are we supposed to do? Who's gonna watch us? I mean, out of all the things Who, you can watch, who's, who's watching pre- Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide? No, recap? no, 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 no one. But if you had, if you had a gun to your head and you had to pick them or us, I think most people are picking them. Oh my God, we're frauds. I mean, it's like Jason Kelsey has a podcast. Like, I know every sports I'll, player in the world has one. It, it, it's you ridiculous. know what? Before we get into our NFL picks, let me go out there and say I he, I got a pet peeve. I've got an ick. You want to know what that is? Travis Kelsey. Say say Hunter, what is it? Hunter, what's your ick? My ick is when famous people take up another platform. You're already famous. You don't need to make a podcast. No. You're already famous. You don't have to start making music. No. You know, you're Jason Kelsey. Don't record yourself. Okay? Yeah. What about the little what about the little guy? We're we're the small business. We're we're the small businesses of American podcasting. Mm. We're your man pasha. Mm. Okay? (laughs) Amen. Lord, Lord. You know, and it's I was come on. I was kind of hoping you'd go on like a little speech and make it like a Christmas Day thing. You know, it's Me like. Too. And you're like, mm, and the power, the power of what are you watching will change the landscape. And you're like, mm, mm. I'm high, I'm high, I'm high <laughs> off the people. <laughs> I'm a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. Yeah, uh, so that's my ick. If you're famous, cut the bullshit. You don't need to do something else. Yeah, fuck you guys. Watch our podcast. Yeah. Um, because we're not dying. We're very much alive. We're a fucking phoenix. And you know, we're going to have a guest on, hopefully, in the future. So that could level us up. It could, that, dude, that's the Mario noise. Put it up. You have to imagine. You have to act like you hit something. Put it up. You know, it's like, what? Mike, you dick. Uh, NFL picks. That was the HBO sound, by the way. Okay, that could have been better. You, you, you fast. You, sped you do that it. Up. You do it. Uh, 
Fuck you, I know it was. I could feel it. <laughs> yeah, your eyes. You had no soul in that. <laughs> you were just flat from the jump. Oh, man, this is a goofy episode. Yeah, it's because you haven't eaten in three days. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. The Knicks just won 113 to 89. Fuck the... you, Trey Young. Oh, yeah, he said king of Broadway. Yeah, Broadway. Shit. Sabres won 9 to 4. I think I'm losing my mind. All right, so All right. I'm going to do my best bet first because people. Well, real quick, you didn't, you didn't really. Retention. Should we recap last week? Well, you, you started off by saying we. You know, our Spotify rap isn't bad, but there's been one thing that's been really making a hit on the on the yeah. waves. Yeah. It's your bad bets. Yeah, it's my bad bets. Okay. I thought yeah. you were gonna I thought it was gonna be funnier. I, I don't know what you're talking about exactly. But um last week, uh we came in one and five, four and two. Um I'm the four and two one. I picked the Chiefs, which seemed to be a bad bet, uh looking Stupid back. Stupid bitch. Yeah. They lost to the Bengals. Hunter picked the Bengals as an underdog's bet. I will get into the next gen stats for next episode. Um Hunter's Hunter's underdog picks, I think, have been extremely successful. I find value and I, I capitalize. Yes, and Hunter's uh best bet was the commanders minus two and a half. They but, almost had it like five different times. Was it was it three and a half? No, it was just three straight up. I think I put you at three and a half. Doesn't matter. Um, they played a crazy <laughs> divisional game against the Doesn't Giants matter. and tied yeah. in overtime. So uh, the people were loving it. So people are very excited to hear your pick because hashtag fade the consumer is now trending, <laughs> uh, which is just fantastic. So are you going first for retention? Yeah. No, if we're talk, listen, Hunter, we're a data driven podcast. <laughs> we are. We are Brandon's. Not only are we tonight's entertainment. But we are Brandon Staley, Chargers head coach. We are he, he's we worst. are pure analytics. He's the second worst coach in the NFL. You know who the worst <laughs> one is? Who? Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett's pretty bad. He he's is. pretty bad. I, we're like Brandon Staley, right? Like we punch the numbers <coughs> and it goes, Hunter, like put your asshole on camera. And if that's what the analytics say, you're you're gonna look you're gonna see Yeah, it. we should start doing polls like what would make you watch the podcast? Hunter's asshole on camera or us talking about movies. <laughs> we're we're pure analytics driven, uh-huh. I'm out of water already. Man, you're freaking crazy over there. Jet the jet lag. Blame it on the jet lag. I just got an itchy throat. Um the Polish. So my best bet, I'm at am I four and three now? I, I think you lost three. this week, yeah. Yeah, I'm four and three. Um, so I will be taking uh, the Tennessee Titans minus four at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Your and funeral. Listen, it is. This is a risky pick because we've talked about this before. The Jags are the most up-and-down team in the league. They're insanely good or very, very bad. Um, but I do like the Titans, once again, at home. Bounce back against the Eagles. Let me get D-heavy running hard. Um, Trevor almost died last week, so I hope he stays out strong. But I like Titans minus four. Let me say, let me clarify this. You said the Jags are either insanely good or very bad. I don't yeah. think they've ever been insanely good since Blake Bortles against the Steelers mm-hmm. in the playoffs. That's true. But <clears throat> with a grain of salt, salt, I will say that the Titans owner just absolutely spanked the GM for trading AJ Brown. That's got to be a huge moral. Not only did they stop the Eagles, stomp him out in real life, but that's got to be a nice metaphorical victory for Howie Roseman. No, it, it, it's a big one for Howie, but who fires their GM in the middle of the season? When you're seven and five and up in the division by four games. Yeah. What a time to clean it. Must have, must have been sleeping with his wife. Yeah, no, they, that was personal. 
Right, right. Like he was he was diddling the long snapper, you know, somebody that's not able to speak up. It's always the long snapper. Long <laughs> yeah. snappers might be the weirdest player on the NFL team. But the Bills long snapper is a fucking local legend. It's Reed Ferguson, number 69. He's Our, a hero. The Eagles old long snapper was on America's Got Talent for magic. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Let's eat more money. Um, okay, <laughs> I like that pick. Let's get D. Henry hot, huh? Traylon Burks. I just dropped him. Yeah. Okay. I might wait. And the moment you've all been waiting for, Hunter, the consumer's best bet, one in five. Soundboard. Y'all ready for this? One in six. One in six. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> all right. I, I I did a lot of research. I did a lot of soul searching. I made sure to not pick a few teams because with the jinx on, I didn't want to screw them because I like them. But I'm strictly analytics driven. And after computing the numbers in my system, I have found the perfect bet for you. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, perfect bet. Bengals minus six versus the Browns in the jungle. Cincinnati. We're t- and I'm sorry if they lose to all the Cincinnati watchers <laughs> out there. We're talking skyline. We're talking shit Reds baseball. We're talking all Rachel just looked at me. She said that's a whole she said you just cost the Bengals a championship. She- <laughs> I know they're harmful against the Browns, but the analytics says this is their breakthrough. Thank you, Rachel. She's look at her, look my little statistician over there. Um, shitty Reds baseball, Skyline Chili. This team, this team is gonna win, and here's why. Let me tell the fans why. Baltimore's down Lamar Jackson. They're tied right now for the division. They need to get ahead of them, right? They're playing Deshaun Watson. He's a diddler. I stand with all women. They have a rape elf. It's in Cincinnati. It's time. It's welcome to the jungle. We have fun and games, and they're going to cover the spread. I bet they beat it by 17 points. Listen, I want to believe you, but I can't. Um, Browns fans, cheers to you. Bengals also might win and not cover, which is probably the most. <laughs> Browns fan, cheers to you. <laughs> I think the most likely situation is that Bengals win but don't cover, and it's just awesome, and all of Twitter celebrate, celebrates as you go one in seven. Um so I'm going to get this pick out tomorrow so people can fade you quickly. Uh, <laughs> I'm like two more fade, hashtag fade the consumer tweets away from putting myself in a bad place. No, no. If you lose this week and next week, I'm imagining you picking your next pick being like, guys, I am, I am, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I have to take Eagles minus five. I, I'm, I, I don't even know what I know anymore. I'm nervous. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this though. If, if, my pick loses this week. I'm going to start treating it like I have a superpower. Yeah. I'm well, looking, I look yeah. at the schedule, bet who do I need to lose this week? Chiefs. Best bet. Chiefs minus seven against the Broncos. Yeah. The right. Bill, they go the, out there and they get shit on. Finally, the Bills make the Super Bowl and you're like, I got my best bet, fellas. <laughs> you just, whoever the Bills are playing. <laughs> I scratched this Bengals pick. This week's lock of the week, Jets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> against the Bills. I mean, we did talk about it. Like, when's the point when you start fading yourself? Um, but all right, it's Bengals minus six at home. Rule the jungle. Uh, Brownie the L. We're in the jungle, baby! Yeah! Nick Chubb, 250 yards, three touchdowns. That would be <laughs> fucking crazy. Could um, you imagine if they just get stomped? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, underdog bets. I don't think I think I've won one underdog bet, and I think you've won like six. So I'm pretty hot with the underdogs. I find value. Yeah, but that's not in the analytics. <coughs> Smoker's cough. 
Oh shit! Who did I pick? I had. Hey, language. Oh, all right. I like uh, the Bucks plus one fifty five against the San Francisco Forty ers It's not as much about Brock Purdy, is it, as it is about Tom Brady of the Tampa mm. Bay Bucks. Big cock, Brock. Yeah, uh, I just think the Bucks right now are winning. They're a good football team. I'm not good at uh, money line or underdog money line picks, but. I think the Bucks have just been scrappy, and they're just on that sort of streak where I like to see. I like them to get a sneaky win here out west, Santa Clara. <laughs> I mean, Mark Ingram was half a yard away from putting that game on ice. <laughs> oh, so. dude, dude, Scra- they looked awful. <laughs> scrappy, scrappy Bucks. They won. They won. They did. They did. Yes, to, to my avail. I played Jimmy Garoppolo. Does not matter over Tom Brady. Does not matter. <clears throat> uh, my underdog pick. <clears throat> Jesus. I've been scorching with heat. The second moment you've all been waiting for. I, this, see, I, I know people are actually really listening for this one. Um, I'm going Chargers plus 158 against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, say what you want. Tua's got a little banged up ankle. He looked like the old Tua against San Francisco 49ers. Pass rush scared the shit out of him. Errant balls, errant passes. Just couldn't find a rhythm. Uh, he he's going from one Bose's house to another Bose's mm. house. Jalen Waddles, all kinds of beat up. Uh, their old lines got some holes poked in it, like a condom in Drake's bathroom, mm. and just straight up, I want the Dolphins to lose. So, I think the Chargers take it plus one fifty eight. They Herbert's going for it. Brandon Staley's second worst head coach in the league. He's got to get a dub. I think this is your underdog pick, America. Yeah, um, th- think in your head Rachel right now. Rachel said that was a good pick. Yeah, because you're good at underdog picks. Thanks, Rach. Um, Hunter, I want you to think of your uh, three least favorite teams in the NFL, and I'm going to see if I can guess them. But make sure you get them in your head right now so you can't cheat. Can you make me think? For, can I Can I think for a minute? Sure. Okay. How long? Because you can't have silence on the podcast. Okay, j- just talk for 30 seconds and I'll have them. 30 seconds? I need to get my inhaler. I'm starting to struggle out here. The Christmas, <laughs> I'm allergic to the Christmas trees. I went shopping today. Mm-hmm. Douglas fir, I think I'm allergic. Douglas fir, huh? <laughs> okay, okay, go. All right. My three guesses are <clears throat> Miami Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs, Tennessee Titans. Okay. Did I get two out of three? You did get two out of three. I know you hate the Titans. How do you not pick the New England Patriots? Fuck. That, that's on me. That's on me. But I Years I, and years of perpetual rape. The Chiefs were the wrong pick. It was the Patriots. Oh, what are you doing here, man? Was that What, what were they, uh, The The Dolphins was the wrong pick. Oh, really? I've never really hated the Dolphins. They've never qualmed with us until this year, but they're still my little boy. Like you just Clark. hate Tua. You always so, beef with Tua. I, I don't even hate Tua. I hate Dolphins believers, mm. okay? I hate Tyreek Hill, you know, and you know why I'm starting to hate the Dolphins? Where did Tyreek Hill come from? The Chiefs? Chiefs, Titans, Patriots are the trifecta of the, they're the pentaverate of the Antichrist. The pentaverate. You were close, though. I'm impressed. Yeah, I, I knew you hate the Titans after they beat you on Tuesday Night Football. By like oh, my God, they beat us two years in a row on freaking Monday night. I mean, it makes me sick to my tongue. And... 1999, people forget the oh, freaking. No. I won't even talk about it. All right. Those were our picks. Uh, Bills, Birds, Parlay always fucking hits. Oh, yeah. And best, we have a rat line this week. Yes. We do have a rat line. So instead of our best bet together, we're going to have the rat line together. Dan, take it away. Let me make sure I. I sorry. 
bopped out of DraftKings. Let me get that official line, but it is in the um, Lions game. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, Lions are minus two and a half against the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> He's over there. Yeah. yeah, Peter Pettigrew. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I know the Lions are hot, but like, and they're at home, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the Vikings have been a consistently good team all year. Bookmakers have continued to just hate on them, but. Remember, with a rat line, that means that you have to take Lions minus two and a half. So that is our rat line pick of the week. The rat line pick of the week is two and a half because everyone – how much of the money do you think is going to be on the Vikings? 86% this week? Yeah, I'll pull up some next-gen stats for that one later. Yeah, later, next-gen stats. Rat line of the week is the Lions. Yeah, minus two and a half at home, Ford Field. <laughs> I like I like trying to say the home the home field every time I have a chance. All right, yeah, let's, I, I, I'm down to start throwing it in. Or, or name the random city when it's like in Santa Clara right. or like Foxborough or, you know, one of those. Chargers over the Dolphins in SoFi, right? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Well, SoFi's a boring one, but yeah. Well, okay. I'm more I'm more like First Energy Stadium, you know. Yeah, yep. Okay. And or. Okay. Okay. Right, right. That's our, <laughs> that's our phase in. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> oh, la, 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 la. Okay. <laughs> you all right? That was that was you really went in. Your face, your eyes, I can see your throat muscles just croaking. You look, you look so thin, honey. Do <laughs> You look so thin. You're glowing. <laughs> You're glowing, darling. You're glowing. <laughs> Clams Casino. Okay. No, it's the revenge of the patty. <laughs> Five guys greasy patties. You know what I'm scared about real quick for all I have a chronic illness, fans. Um, Rachel's taking me out. <laughs> Play the sad piano music. <laughs> oh, um, Rachel made these reservations for tomorrow at the uh, the second nicest sushi joint in all the state of Colorado. Just happens to be on our street, and I'm scared, you know, because I need my. I'm going to eat all the sushi and, and raw fish I can I can muster, and I need this body at a hundred percent for tomorrow. So. Just everyone say your prayers, fans of the podcast. Say your prayers. You're eating sushi tomorrow, and all you ate today was an apple? I'm going to slam sushi. Yes. Mmm, wasabi. Okay. King wasabi. <laughs> oh, this is classic. I wish Downing was in the background just breathing in the mic. Uh, that's my favorite story ever. First ever episode on Spotify. My cousin texts me, hey, man, I loved your episode. <laughs> but just a heads up, I could hear someone breathing in the <laughs> mic the whole time. And Downing's just on the on the bag talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, <sighs> <laughs> just mouth breathing. <laughs> He's a fucking animal. Um, all right, let's get into Andor because this show was actually amazing. Um, we're going to do spoiler-free review if anyone who hasn't seen it is still around. And then we will get into spoilers. So if you're in the middle of watching it, like my parents stop watching when we say to stop watching. Mm-hmm. But for now, it's safe to watch. Um, so Andor is based around or from the POV of our lead character, Cassian Andor, who is from the movie Rogue One. Rogue One is the prequel to A New Hope and leads directly up into A New Hope with the Death Star plans. Um, This show follows an ensemble cast of characters during the time of the Rebel Alliance is forming in opposition of the Galactic Empire. One of these characters is Cassian Andor, a thief who becomes a revolutionary and eventually joins the Rebellion. 
And as we all know, Cassian dies in Rogue Run. Spoilers. So, it's a prequel. That was very good. Wikipedia. Ah, I was, maybe you can start writing your own, but I mean, the way your, your voice, back. the way, but, <laughs> the way your voice just changed during that. I mean, I was invested. And good. in the background, I was doing some kind of sign language for our deaf people. So, ASL? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. I, it wasn't sign language. It was hand gibberish, but oh God, I take it all back. Yeah. Rachel, there is no, we're, we don't have a studio audience. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. not going to get canceled. I want to be that famous person that doesn't have to regret anything. What? What? Rach, you can laugh or clap. That's it. Yeah, right? You, you know, in like the Funny Guy podcast, like all the comedians, like Bert Kreischer, Two Guys, One Pie, they make a funny joke. Everyone in the background is like, <laughs> we need yeah. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only with the really good jokes, though. You know what I mean? Get out! Get out! <laughs> yeah. But it's like quietly in the distance. Like they're laughing like this. <laughs> and there's this like. Oh, 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 oh. We gotta, anyway, we got to get to Andor because it shows actually good. Okay. Right, uh, <laughs> shit. <coughs> Douglas fir trees are getting to me. Um, all right. Spoiler free review, though. Let's start spoiler free. Um where did begin? <laughs> I wanted to get right into spoilers. All right, so I, I do know a good thing to talk about spoiler-free. All right, um, so it's a 12-episode season, which you don't see much, and they're pretty long episodes. I'd say they're roughly around 45 to 50 minutes. Eh, like um, 35 to 45. Well, yeah, well, with credits. Figure but, credits. But, figure but what credits. you're getting under the title is probably around yeah. 47, 50, um, 12 episodes. And basically, the way this show works, and I talked about this, with the bear. And I said, like, if you're going to be doing TV shows, if TV shows are becoming almost like a movie of their own, right? Like that much quality and mm -hmm. that much work into it. Let's take some risks, right? Let's take some like risk of how you set up an episode, maybe once 20 minutes and it's one take exactly like the bear did. Like the bears penultimate episode, the most stressful was one take. It was a great idea. Like they took a risk. So what they did with this show was, they would do like three episodes about it is three episodes, three episode storylines that got capped and then carried on. They're not separate from the show. They're not like mini series in the series, but the subplots are, um, you know, three episodes. So the fir first three episodes is kind of the beginning of Cassie and Andor's story um, with him at home in Ferrix. And the next three are the all Donnie story. And then the, Next three of that, no spoilers. And then two more are kind of the finale. So mm -hmm. roughly there's these three to four, three to four stories. And the fourth one is kind of to bring it all together. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that was a great way to do it because there's shows where everyone's like, dude, once you get past episode four, you can get into it. You just got to watch the first four episodes or it's so slow in the beginning. It's like, I think this was a good way to kind of negate that. Uh, yeah. Just wait till the end. Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought that was great, right? First off, very bite-sized, digestible, just the way it was yeah. broken up. But, I mean, it was exciting, right? In this one season, you felt like you really did get four different stories, right? Four different chapters of a book, right? Now, he's not just jumping from here to here to here. You kind of get the beginning of it, the climax, and then the resolution, right? And it's very well done. And, and yeah. mind you that a lot of the, you know, the production crew and the writers and the directors were from Rogue One, right? Mm. So I, I think one of the coolest things about this show and, and what makes it so brilliant is that 
they're carrying over that tone and that edgy writing style and that more adult mm. feeling yeah. to a Star Wars to the Star Wars universe, right? Yeah, I, I was gonna kind of say this show's for adults. It's it's for a mature audience. Not that it's yes. like Game of Thrones mature audience where kids right. are getting chopped off. It's like the dialogues. Uh, it's kind of intense. It's intense themes or serious themes. It's not look at Luke lift up this rock and look at Baby Yoda. Right. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but this is not like any other Star Wars project we've ever seen. Yeah. This show <clears throat> can exist on its own and be amazing without anything Star Wars, right? You, Correct. You take out this planet and make it uh, California, and you take out the Galactic Empire and make it you know, a authoritarian leader. It doesn't matter. But I thought... With that being said, how it could exist outside the universe, they use the universe so well. For the first yes. time, they didn't rely on it. It's like, I'm in Tatooine. Look, that's Jabba the Hutt. Oh, maybe a Jedi was once here. Oh, look, it's the Force. They're not relying on this, like, nostalgia almost. Right, grabs. those little tidbits. Correct, yeah. yeah. And, and, and they use this big, expansive universe for the first time ever. And, and not a spoiler, but this one place called Aldani, I just thought they, like, they start embracing like cultures and mm -hmm. um, traditions and different sorts of natural events happening. And I just yeah. thought it was like, wow, the Star Wars universe that's so big and we've only been in Tatooine. You know, it feels like it feels like we've never really left where we started. Right, right. Yet we finally got expanded to this whole big world. And yet the show itself is actually good. So it was the perfect tie. Totally. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I, and I love how you put that, too. Right. As far as comparing it to other things like. <laughs> In theory, it's kind of like the Roman Empire, right? Taking over, you know, this show could be set thousands, millions of years in the past, you know, looking at other tribes, right? Germanic tribes, or they're in England, Britannia, right? I mean, the sim long story short, you know, that's me getting on a tangent, but it's like this show is so brilliant without it being in the Star Wars universe, yeah, right? Like it being in the Star Wars universe is just the tip of the cap. Right, it's just the top of the iceberg compared to how great the show is. Yeah, and then it being in the universe, they finally use the universe. What I would say, well, compared to what other shows have just kind of relied on old things. Mm -hmm. um, but I do before we get into spoilers, I kind of want to give like, what would you be your? I can go first. Like, what would kind of be your pitch to someone to say to watch the show? Right, because listen, we had the past two projects have been Book of Boba Fett and Obi Wan, um, and then you can even talk about seven, eight, and nine. Right. The only thing that's been somewhat has been successful and at least somewhat solid, according to me, is the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this is better. I, I'll talk about that later. But um, what would be your pitch to someone like to watch this? I think there's two ways I'd handle it. Right. If my first pitch would be if if I'm talking to a fellow Star Wars fan, right, I'd be like, "Did you like Rogue One?" And probably 99% of the times they go, "Yeah, I loved Rogue One." And I go, "This show is that." Right. Mm -hmm. That's very cooker cut, cookie cutter, not very in depth, but explaining it to someone that maybe not, right? Maybe they've seen some of the old trilogy or whatever, just, you know, they just like good TV. I would, I think I would literally pitch it to them as kind of like, like an espionage or like a it kind is, of yeah. like, like Holocausty, not the genocide side of it, but like the fighting the Nazis, right? Like the, the, they're, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, partisans, like they're partisans, they're behind enemy lines, right? Like they're trying to sabotage the, you know, the man, the great, like the, authoritarian power and I, I that's how i would say it i'm like this is a movie where you have a group of underground rebels or you know guerrilla fighters that are yeah. trying to you know do something to change the world yeah i like that i 
I, I, you know, what I do want to note is the music was done, which I thought the music was big in the show. Um, and also like the cinematography and I saw mm-hmm. they didn't do, a, I don't know if they did any in the volume, which is the new VFX. Uh, yeah. Um, it was very grounded in reality, but the music was done by the same guy who does Succession, Nicholas Bertel. Um, and this also, along with Mandalorian, stopped doing Star Wars music, right? Like this big, grand, yeah. galactic, this music was so grounded and that's where like it stands alone. So the music itself really brought me in. The cinematography stopped doing these like insane CGI effects, super grounded shots. Like those two things are like, it's not Star Warsy at all. And then, like, with the show, <clears throat> I said it earlier, and you just kind of said it too. It's like it stands alone without Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You you take out the Empire and say it's this, and it works. And like then it, then then it's a standalone show. Obi Wan without a lightsaber, without Obi Wan, without Darth Vader, it's dog shit. It's it's very bad. It's it's very dog if, shit. If, if that was the first piece of uh, freaking. If that was the first movie in the Star Wars yeah. universe, it's it's a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Right, and because if you weren't connected to Obi Wan, if you didn't know what a lightsaber was before that, fuck that. So it's like this show does it all without Star Wars, but yet it is still Star Wars. And they finally, it's the chef's kiss. They did the it. Oh, the they did it. Kiss. Yeah, they did it. So I would like to get into spoilers because there's so much within this world that we need to kind of get into. We are crossing the void into the spoiler zone. Yes. So if, if you haven't watched. Turn around. Yeah, now is your time to leave. Uh, Pause. This is your warning. Your one and only warning. Yeah. Ear, ear, spoilers. Uh, like a foghorn. <laughs> um, I. You know what? It just hit me like it just hit me quick. I kind of have to pee. Wow. Pee okay. stop. Apologies, I you know Hunter's medical conditions. I have asthma. All right, um, <laughs> chronic, <laughs> chronic, chronic illnesses plague us. Yeah. So spoilers, right? So I kind of want to touch on that three the three piece setup, three episode setup. So the beginning is all about the buyer who we find out his name is. How did I already? Come on, Luthen. 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 Come on. It was Luthen. Luthen Rail. Luthen Rail. Real. Luthen. Uh, so. Bless me. The first three episodes is all about... It's more of a setup than anything, but it's all about the buyer. Next three are the Aldani heist, which that heist scene was fantastic. And um, that whole crew was really good. And that's kind of what I wanted... I kind of forgot to talk about without spoilers, but it doesn't matter now, was this show did a great job of having an ensemble cast um, I think I talked about it with the bear a lot. Dude. There's so many characters in this show, and I cared about pretty much all of them, or at least I knew something about all of them. Stellan Skarsgård being in this show, which blew my mind when I saw the trailers, right? Yeah. Like, you have yeah, to yeah, be yeah. kidding me. Has to be the most high-profiled actor in the Star Wars universe since Liam Neeson in The Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also probably Samuel L. Jackson, but they're right. Okay, same thing. Okay. No, but same thing. Same thing. Still, I mean, it's been yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's been. I mean, those were in 2000, 1999 and two thousand three, right? Two thousand five. But he's huge. Still, he's huge. I mean, right. My question to you, real quick, not to cut you off, but do you think they just threw a crazy amount of money at Skarsgård, or do you think he read the script? You know, being like, 
you know, he's reading, he's like, really a star Wars script. All right, I'll read it. Right. And he reads it and he tells his agent, he goes, I'll, I'll do this part. Back to like the this, Back this to the looks, I'll, I'll do this part. Right. Something like that. Like he's like, it's amazing. Right. Solid. No, he definitely read the script. Cause I, it just didn't seem like a cash grab, but I don't think Andor Andor out of any Star Wars show had that sort of backing. Um, but the showrunner, Tony Gilroy, uh, is pretty successful. He's been around for a while. He did all the Bourne movies. Um, he did do Rogue One, but he's kind of he's kind of got a good track record. And, and clearly, he had to have read this because it's actually good, right? Right. He didn't well, get put well, in a cash grabbed. No, movie. right. Well, what I'm saying is like, was it's he probably, probably right off the jump saying, "I'm not going to do a Star Wars thing." Right. He goes, "It's it sucks. The, the writing's horrible. They're not actual movies or film." He's in Doom. And then and then reads the script and is like, "That's marvelous." Probably. Yeah. Yeah, but. But Dune is a whole different set. I mean, that's, you know, that's Denny Villain the Wave, you know, it's no, a I know. huge cast, you know, whatever. No, I just For don't think Scars like, Guard's like a sort of like pretentious prick. Sure. I, I'm saying it's like the same way that Oscar Isaac was like, I'm never doing a film like this again. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not a real movie, right? It's just, yeah. it's just one giant crowd pleaser. Yeah. And that's what seven, eight and nine was. And I don't, th- I think the show's so different. Um, and he, you know, it's probably read it. It's a great, the, the dialogue in the show is some of the best dialogue in a show I've seen in a while, and specifically in Star Wars. I mean, they're doing, like, Shakespearean speeches. And... It felt like Game of Thrones, yes. right? Like, yes. it, a, a lot of a lot of the one-on-ones and the conversations, you were you were literally so dialed in because, I mean, you, you felt the characters, right? I mean, for the first time in a long time. Yeah, so, I mean, let's get kind of back to it, because we have that ensemble cast. Um, that I was talking about, and they did a great job of showing. I mean, maybe that was the twelve episodes. I don't know what it was, but for one season, a lot of characters, and I felt I felt like we knew a lot of them. Even like the the small characters, like Bix, that the one dude from Ferrix, the bigger dude who like helps casting at the end. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the you just get these little side characters too, and then even the mm-hmm. main characters were just also good. So the first one I want to talk about. Um, when we're on that Aldani heist, um, shoot, what was his name? The kid who ran the manifesto. Oh, Nemec. Um, just like Nemec. So Nemec and that manifesto, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, um, that's you don't see that. That's real life shit, you know? Yes, and also I, I, that really brought home the, uh, the idea that this is the beginning of the rebellion. This is like the core of the rebellion. We see it, right? They have no money. With Mon Mothma, there's no funding, there's no ships, right? We get that part. Like, there's no actual coherent thing. But right, it's, not, it's manifesto, not an actual group. Nemec's manifesto is like the ideas. What do they believe in? What the sh- what the fuck is Leia preaching later? It all kind of comes from this manifesto, which I thought was like an awesome touch. Yeah, yeah, and I think the duality of the Aldani of the Aldani thing in the beginning of the rebellion, right? You have one side of the manifesto they're trying to get money. The other side is you literally see the empire, you know, this, this terrible fascist figure showing what it's like to completely destroy a culture. Yeah. Right. Five years, five years ago, there were 2 million, three years ago, there was a hundred thousand last year. There was a hot or last year. There was a thousand this year. We predict like 65, right? Like, and then they're done. And then the planet is eradicated. Yes, they're dead. Yeah. They live in the towns we set up, right. They live in our ghettos and it's just, you know, it's such opposite sides of the pendulum, right? Freedom, 
not freedom, right? I mean, it's, it's so interesting. It's so poetic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole show is about, I mean, the main themes are really about that sort of freedom and sacrifice that kind of comes with it, um, which we probably get the best um, speech uh, monologue, call it, with um, Luthen when he's talking about sacrifice. Yeah. The undercover. What he's talking uh, to his inside man. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'll never see the sunrise of what I've built or whatever. It's so great. Um, So going back to Aldani with this, with the eye, I just thought, um, this is a quick take. You don't need to say anything. I just thought the eye, like the actual sequence of the eye and seeing the culture of Aldani, that was what I'm talking about with that perfect mix of uh, bringing Star Wars, this massive world that we just never got to see and bringing it into your story. Like the eye is so cool. And was so Star Wars. But for the first time, there was no lightsaber. There was no force. There was none of that regular shit. It was still Star Wars. So really, I thought that was like a really like, that was like cool. Very, very presto. Very presto. Um, after Aldani, um, we kind of move on to Narkina Five and the um, right. You get you know, there's like an episode or two in between there too, where he's kind of on the run, and we're getting a little more Mon Mothma. We're getting yes. a little more ISB. Right, they're cracking down on Ferrix. Yeah. It's like a little episode two episode kind of bridger, right? You know. Yeah. The, the Empire's like, all right, like they just robbed us. Time to crack down on every single system. It, who Who is this uh, guy? What did they name Luthen? What do they call Axis? Go, who is this Axis? They're following leads. I did want for- to talk about uh, the ISB because I, I, I want to get into like all of that. Like for the first time, we really got a lot of perspective from the bad guy. Totally. So like, I, I want to totally. hear your thoughts on like really being able to sit in with the blonde girl, um, the main ISB guy. We had like a few ISB characters and we even had that, um, the cop dude. Uh, what's his name? Cop uh, dude? Cyril, Cyril. Oh, oh, from the security force. The security, planetary security force. force yeah, in the and, and his little Irish companion. He's like, sir. He's like, I we do, gonna get I He's yeah, a good I soldier. Do. He got his voice down too. I like on Star Wars, they like cast all sorts of people and they just let them keep their accents. There's no like yeah. accent, right? They just let them keep the British accent. The Irish accent is awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, what was your question again? Yeah, so what, what was your thoughts on like being able to really sit in with the ISB and getting to know a lot of bad characters, not just being one bad character? I thought that was characters. awesome, right? And here's why. It's it's one thing to get a tip of the cap, right? It's one thing to get bite-sized popcorn like Kenobi where you just get extended scenes, right? But not really a deep dive into the people we're running from. I mean, for the last 60 years, it's been the Empire, which are Stormtroopers, Darth Vader, and the Sith, right? That's it. That's all That's all we know. Why do they wear different uniforms? We have no idea, right? Like, what do they yeah. do? How, does, how do they work? You know, what is their government like? And finally, that I think, you know, that's a huge reason why it feels like a show that has nothing to do with Star Wars, because that's how any other kind of show would be like, right? You, you get your insight into the Lannisters. You, you see into the mind of all the Sopranos, right? I mean, we're watching how their bureaucracy works, yeah. how, how they classify situations, how they operate. Oh, that's your sector and they just stole from you. You're demoted and fired. Uh, you're taking over that sector and you have to put the clamps on everybody. Just start executing civilians, Right. And because of this rebellion, everybody that's in jail is no longer allowed to get out of jail. You know, like it's to watch the inner workings of it and how the politicking works. I I thought was just so cool, right? I mean, as a Star Wars fan, it's 
not just candy. It's straight up math. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I didn't even like consider you know you coming from like a star, such a Star Wars fan like you like seeing how it works and like so did I, but like I also just love the inner office politics. Like when I talk about that ensemble cast, we had Dedra Midro who's the main, and I don't know the old the old main leader. Well, he's also, from Game of Thrones, by the he way. Yes, he's uh, uh, yeah, Mister Kyburn, uh, old man Anton Lesser. Anton Lesser, so who's like, also in the show eighteen ninety nine on Netflix today. So we have him, we have Dedra. We have the black guy that Dedra has some beef with. We have the guy. Our ginger undercover agent. Yeah. So like think about that's four guys within ISB that we know that we have some sort of relationship with. And Dedra's little kind of like gay assistant guy. Yes. Like so that's on the bad side. And we know all of those characters who we at least know a little bit about. And they're all politicking. And you're right. Getting to learn that sectors and seeing what they beef over yeah. and see how they operate. It was really cool. It was, and we got a lot of, we got a lot of ISP, uh, like a good amount. Mm-hmm. Totally. I was really into it. So totally. it kind of ties into that ensemble cast too. Like even the bad side had it for the first time, kind of gave them some life, gave those characters a lot totally. more depth. Totally. Like every other Star Wars movie, honestly, is say it's two and a half hours long. The good guys are probably getting two hours and 15 minutes of screen time. Yeah, right? and if there's a bad guy, there's a general, and then there's the main bad guy. Yeah, and they get like one one minute seat of dialogue. Have you found them? Choke, choke out, find them, and then that's it, right? Yeah, this show is just so unlike any other Star Wars show or movie even uh, that we've seen. I mean, um, it's dark, man. We're getting torture. I mean, first episode. Yeah. Fifteen minutes in, Andor's already been to a whorehouse in a Star instantly, Wars universe. Instantly. Uh, tries to get like wrongly mugged by some some security guards and literally executes them. Yeah, like accidentally kills the first guy, puts the gun up to the second guy, and puts a freaking photon laser through his skull. No, like, you're right. And that's like, not Star Wars. You always asked for a dark Star Wars, and I was always like, kind of like chill. But like, you, you know, you imagine more of like beheading with lightsabers. At least that's what I considered dark. But the <laughs> reason this was like good dark, like. Dude, there were stormtroopers mowing people down. Mowing. There was storm. There yeah. was stormtroopers being mowed down, or there wasn't much stormtroopers, but there was like a lot of people dying on both sides. Yeah, especially on the rebel slide. And we talked. I talked about that sacrifice, right? You see it, especially in Ferrix on Rick's road at the end. I mean, they're getting mowed down when they they just open fire. Yeah, they open fire on this like little rebellion. So, right, and and the whole time I was waiting for the rebellion to start shooting back and start killing all of them. Right. Never happened because right? they don't have guns yet. It's not right, like couple yet. of them got punched. You know, they they th- the kid threw the pipe bomb. That was sick. And I'm like, all right, at any moment now, they're gonna overrun the hotel and kill all the Empire people. Right, never happened. I mean, they just kept getting absolutely blasted. Yeah, and and that goes back to the point of like, this is such early early beginnings of the rebellion and i thought that was so cool i never considered that right it's just always been star wars the rebels versus the empire good guys bad guys white dark never did you think that this oppressive government suppressed all of this and it had to be from these few people who sacrificed everything right and something they'll never see at the end and something great about this show too is that even your good guys are kind of bad guys right i mean luthan sacrificed 40 rebels for the greater good. I mean, he told his undercover guy who's been there for five years who literally just had a kid, right? Just had, he's like, I want out. I can't do this anymore. The stress is killing. He goes, you're out of your fucking mind. He goes, I mean, he's basically saying, if you leave, I'll kill you. I'll kill you first and destroy all the work that we've done. Yeah. And I mean, I 
think it just shows you, right? Like that that's the realism of it, right? There's the old Star Wars, super good, yeah. super bad, no in between. And now it's like, dude, I'm rooting for him, but he's he's fucking twisted too, yeah. right? Like it's for the greater it, good. It's what House of Dragon does. It's the gray character, right? Who do I I mean, obviously you're you're gonna root for Andor, but like Andor's not some sweetheart. He's not like some great guy, you know, like Andor has his own problems. He's kind of a yeah. criminal. Yeah. Um, but you're right, Luthen is super gray, and he's he is my favorite character in the show. Has to um best Has acting to. performance too, by far. Um, Puts on the wig. Hi, what are he's he like, what are you looking I, for? I love that first time he goes in the mirror. He starts like doing this like little hand yeah, dance, he... and then he comes down, he's like <laughs> He like really talks with his hands when he puts on the wig. I saw a YouTube video. He like really goes all hands with it. Um, yeah, so Luthen, probably my favorite character. But I kind of want to talk about Mon Mothma because she's in New Hope. But like, I no, don't... no. Uh, well, oh, oh, yeah, not that actress. No, no, but no. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in New Hope. The character, I think but not she... much, right? Like she's like a. Like... She's in the scene when they're talking about blowing up the Death Star. She might have a minor part in the other two movies. She's in Rogue One. Yes. And then, you know, she spends a little, she's in Revenge of the Sith for a little bit. Um, but I mean, other than that, no, right. She's probably never had more than five minutes of screen time in whatever film. Right. So this is the most that we've seen her as a character. Is Rachel listening to some videos back there? Yeah. Right. She turn the TV down a little bit. Pretty please. Um, Rach, but- please. Turn the TV down a little bit. Two notches. It's picking up on the mic. All right, it's it's fine. We might have uh, to cut that. Might have to cut that. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't cut anything. We know everyone knows that. If you made it an hour and you know we don't, you cut deserve anything. it. You yeah, deserve yeah. it. Um, so Mon Mothma, kind of with her politics and Coruscant and like once again the traditions, always being spied on. Yeah, she she's super cool. I thought her storyline was awesome. And also ties into the fact that season one ended. We didn't talk about the ending yet, but like Mon Mothma hasn't even her story really hasn't tied in much no, yet. I think season two is going to be her coming out party. I think this whole season was a setup for Mon Mothma because based on you know the lore, which I'm not a I haven't read any of the comics or whatever, which is based off like the movies and some of the cartoons and stuff that have come out. It's like Mon Mothma legitimizes this rebellion as an actual gotcha like um i can't even think of the word not nation but like sure, government it, it government it makes them real gotcha this high profiled senator from a crazy rich planet leaving with all of this money and with all this influence too right like all these senators that are like the empire's fucked up if they see mon mothma go it legitimizes the whole operation yeah, I just like how she kind of has to like act stupid and lay low, right? She always has to it's classic Game of Thrones politicking. She's dancing on her words everywhere she goes, everyone she talks to. She can't say too much, or it's all ruined. Yeah. Or it's correct. all ruined. So every conversation she has is like so superficial. It's so un Star Wars. I mean, at least like in the in the new prequels, they try to do politics, but it just doesn't this is politics. Yeah. Star Wars. This is yeah. good. This is good politic, and I love the way she has to dance around her words with everyone she talks to. It's like you can't say it. You can't nothing say it can loud. be said direct, right? Everything has to be implied. Everything, I, right? Speaking of sacrifice, she has to set up her husband. Like she knows the guards listening, says he's like he's addicted to gambling. Like she throws him under the bus, and she's got to set up her daughter. And the L- daughter. literally, yeah. right? Like she's selling off her family at this point. 
So it's like, that's why that Lutheran speech is so good. When you start picking up on it, it's like they're all sacrificing for this greater good. All that of them. I don't think any of them are going to see. I mean, Mon Mothma, we do know that. But I mean, and we also know Andor dies, right? So. It's in the prison making the death star which is kind of that like, that t- was tip an awesome your cap touch. tip your cap right like he made the thing that will eventually kill him right pretty was, crazy that was kind of cool because that's something where it's like you know i keep repeating myself but these star wars things where they're grabbing for nostalgia grabs or like that's uh a jedi or like they really have to tie it in so hard that's how you tie it in like that was beautifully crafted Right. I don't. I felt so stupid to never consider they were making that for the Death Star. Just in my head, they're like Imperial parts, blah blah blah. In right. Never right. in my head was like, duh, like duh. I will say, last thing I'm on Mothma, just a little tidbit. I love how in that final episode, I think it was, maybe it was eleven, actually, we find out that her new driver was actually a spy. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's like true. the the whole season, she's like, I got a new driver, and Luthen and his little sidekick, I forget her name, that helps run the store in the rebellion. They're like. He's like, who is the new driver, right? And like, they're looking into him. Like, I don't really have that much information. Like, just a guy, right? But like, don't say anything around him. And then in the final episode, you see him listening while he's like, "Are you gambling again?" You know, and yeah, he yeah, reports yeah. it right to the ISP. That fell perfectly into the trap. They fell into yeah. the ISP fell yeah. into the trap. And I totally. like how the ISB is is kind of they're not perfect, right? They're just they're always on the heels of the rebellion. They're always close. Some are smarter than others, but like they also fall for tricks. They're also not like this perfect because it's which is what's beautiful they think everybody's dumb right? right like the empire it's like that's smart it's like no one would actually dare go against us nobody yes. would actually dare put this on and yeah. it's happening under their noses mm-hmm. um i want to note andy circus or circus right ensemble cast real quick we didn't even mention andy circus or forrest whitaker yeah. uh forrest young um oh my god Sagarera, young Sagarera, my child, my young Sagarera, not as freaking kooked up, but still getting there. Right, he's losing his mind a little bit. Yeah, he is. Awesome to see him come back. Andy Circus, in which I had not one iota of a clue that he was in the show. Not one. Never once. Didn't didn't see any tweets. No spoilers. Didn't see it on IMDb. When that episode starts and they're in the prison and he walks out, I go. Oh my God! It's what, did, what do they say on order? What's it? What's the thing when they put it in hand? Um, on on program. On program. I just love how he slicks back the hair as he does it. It's so yeah, cool. on program. I thought, um, yeah, he amazing performance, and like so that uh, three episode cap. Like, what an ending to the prison! Oh my God! What an ending to that part of the story! I mean, so emotional one way out right sacrifice Everyone. sacrifice Dude. they're getting mowed down in that prison by the way a lot of them are going down talk about talk about the show being split into different segments right the whole prison scene it felt like a prison escape movie right yeah. like those movies we've seen like escape from alcatraz or something like that you know, like a full-on <laughs> right like like a full-on prison riot right like we have to get out of it was a whole yeah. different movie and it was so good like how are they gonna do it they're on a floating island like none of them are getting out they're talking with sign language they're yeah. slowly for days and weeks and months when when at first it seemed like andor lost all hope right got thrown in jail for something he didn't even do i think that's when he really realized i hate the empire yeah he's like i'm just gonna live my life i'm gonna live my life with all this money and then they throw him in he's like fuck these guys yeah fuck these guys uh and real quick ahead. again 
Um, Melshi, did you catch that? Uh, his kind of partner that he escaped with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from Rogue One. Like, that's like the Rebel Commando. Oh, I think I did. I was seeing that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in like Rogue One, like, he's the dude on Scarif leading the Rebel Army. Like, he's kind of like Andor's right-hand man. So it's funny because that's how they met, right? And then clearly they go their separate ways. Melshi's like, you go this way, I go that way. We have to, one of us has to live to tell the tale. And then at some point they're going to come full circle and he's going to be like a part of this. That's so cool. That's so cool actually. Cause when they split, it's kind of like, damn, we got to never see him again. We'll never Right? It's like, he's he's done. We might be the only two who made it. We need to stop. Like at that point, they're like, we need to stop the empire. Um, Yeah. Quickly. And when they, when he's like, I can't swim. I was like, heart shattering. Right. And what a, what a great, but he's not sad, right? He's cut. He did it. Because at this point, they did it. At this point, they did it. It doesn't matter if they live or die, they did it. That was what I thought maybe single-handedly top one, top two, other than Luthen's Stellan Skarsgård monologue, acting, quick portrayals. He gets the topic. He's smiling. He's like, I I can't swim. It's like the mob of people, right? He's like, I can't swim. He's like, and Andrew's like, what are you doing? Let's go. He's like, I can't swim. I can't. And he sits there and then he gets pushed off. And like, what like what a what another thing that makes it so real? Any other Star Wars and or goes up to him, my friend, we'll get you out of here. Like Correct. it's been a pleasure, right? Correct. A big hug. Correct. And he's like, "What are you doing? Like, let's go." And then he gets no no final goodbye. That's the last thing you see of him. It or, doesn't go back to. Or he gets gone. saved, or there's some right. plot armor, right? Right. Like Andor gets pushed off, and that's it. That's it. Now he's swimming, right? What happened to him? It's crazy. It's so yeah. Cool. No plot armor in this show, which really helps. One um, way out. One way out. I really love that. Um, I did want to, another thing I just got reminded of what I really, really picked up early and what I probably one of my favorite parts about this show, you know, how does Andor become part of the rebellion? Right. So in the beginning, he's selling the part and Luthen picks him up. I'm like, cool. He's a part of it. Right. Yes. Yes. And you're like, okay, fine. Like I never considered that it was going to be a battle. And then he gets to uh, Aldani, Aldani. and he's like, I'm not a team fucking player. Right. I'm getting paid. I'm a mercenary. Like, he doesn't care, right? And it's this. So now I'm like, how the fuck does he become part of the rebellion? You're sitting there. You're like 12 episodes. It's 12 episodes for him to do it. At any point on Aldani, you're waiting for him to be like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm for for the cause, right? Never. Never does that, right? Never does. Just. And then the second he escapes and they're looking to kill him, I'm like, all right, like he's he's gonna turn himself in and go, uh, are you trying to kill me? Or you know he's gonna catch these assassins and be like, why? Like I'm not gonna snitch. Like I hate these guys. And it took for him to go to prison, come back, witness a massive freaking murdering of civilians on his home planet to be like, take me with. You. I got nowhere else to go. I'm a wanted fugitive. Ah, uh, you know I I I want to I want to punch back. Right, so good. Yeah, uh, 12 episodes. 12, 12 episodes, episodes. Which you thought was something that was going to be given, but it was so hard earned for us and for him. And it makes sense. And it, it it's like it ties into like the rebellion being so small at this point. Like it makes sense how it gets to the point it does in the future movies. It makes sense how Cassian gets there. Because it's yeah. not just something that's given. We earn it in the show. That's where the 12 episodes really makes a difference. Um, final sequence, he goes up to Luthen. He's like, kill me Give, right Gives now. him the gun. He goes, dude, if you want to kill me, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, because right? Cassian, his mom's dead. He lost everything. Um, his mom's dead. His friends are out, right? His friends are gone. They're they're safe for now. Um, and he's done running. He's done running. He's been running his whole life. 
he's been all over the place. You can kill me or I want to fight this cause. Like I want to be a part of this. And obviously he's going to be a part of it. So, but I thought that was a really good ending. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, I have a few honorable mentions cause you know, we're running on an hour 11 here, probably yeah. a good 40 minutes of Andor, which was a good 40 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. couple honorable mentions Andor's adopted parents, right? Uh, Marva, that yeah. Marva and I forget his Clem. dad's name, Clem, right? Clem. Clem. Um, really kind of cool flashbacks. The first couple of episodes, Yeah, you see right the fall of the Republic. You see the empire land, they're clones, right? Those are clones that land, not stormtroopers. And, you know, you see their first act of tyranny. They kill, you know, they got the chip in their head. Everybody's wrong. You have to listen to the Empire. They kill Clem. They string him up in town square. Right. But not the honorable mention, the death. But the honorable mention, the parents and kind of paying the homage to the old, you know, Star Wars universe before the Empire took over. Right. Like, that was all they did. That was the only tip of the cap. No Jedi, no lightsabers. But, oh, those are clones. Just for that one little three-minute flashback, which I thought was awesome. Um, honorable mention, obviously, Cyril's little Irish compatriot that was like, we have to kill Cassian Andor. I thought he was cool. Um, the ginger ISB agent, I love him. Yeah, he's great. Uh, it's cool that they didn't let us know that he was undercover until episode like eight or nine, true, which true, I just true. thought was very tasty. And my other honorable mention is Luthen's sidekick in his little uh Cheerio shop and the Samoan man from Andor's Planet, but that uh, the Cheerio shop girl. Kind of seems like she she's got a big part in this, you know. It's like yeah. if Luthen's the starter of the rebellion, like she's kind of like the however you want to put Every it. Every right? boss like needs an assistant. The right, yeah. yeah, the right hand man. Woman. Yeah, she, she pulls off the assistant role great. Solid, solid, solid honorable mentions. My only solid honorable mention will be Cyril's mother, um, <laughs> uh, just being extremely low-key abusive and feeding him cereal yeah, and bitching yeah. about him about her his uncle uh she she, she pushes him you know she that's, that's a, that's she abuse. got him back on the horse she got him back on the horse big time she's like you're a failure why do you ever think you can run away and he's like really ma like i'm 35 you fuck off mom just feeding him the blue milk cereal every night <laughs> um yeah jabba jacks <laughs> is that what it is no but that'd be funny right yeah, it wouldn't be a bad one. Um, other than that, I think I'm. I think that's all of my takes that I can remember. Um, but yeah, like some of my favorite parts was really Cassian like earning his stripes, being like, "I want to fight for this," and everything that had to happen for him to get there. From a totally. kid, right? You're like, he got mowed down. Like you think it's gonna happen, but he has to earn it all the way through yeah. all twelve episodes. Totally. Um, I thought the ensemble cast really really special really really added layers and depth to the show good mm-hmm. characters not just like mm-hmm. who's that like good characters um music grounding in like the realism of the sets kind of um yeah even Coruscant looked good um yeah that's great first time like you really saw it lower level in a live action yeah. show film very cool yeah Coruscant looked good all the planets looked good um also I did want to note, I just completely forgot this. Luthen's escape scene when he gets uh, caught by the... Oh, great honorable mention. Great. Oh, my God. He's just revving up the engines, dude. I watched a 15-minute YouTube video on that, right? Like, he's like, just my luck. But he was never worried. No. He was never worried, right? They got him in the tractor. He was like, just a second, right? He's like, he's like, just having problems with with the fucking whatever. Like, drops the pellets. They blow up the tractor beam. 
frings it into light speed, shoots down the TIE fighters, and he's gone. And I, and it shows the captain of the ship just like, what the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, and it was cool because, you know, the captain's like, we haven't seen that yet, right? No one's right. fought the Empire like that. Yeah, yet. yeah. Yeah. And he looks at his little deputy. He's like, do we really need to board the ship? Like, this guy's harmless. He's like, well, we'll do it. It's a good training exercise. And then the second he blows away, he's like, that's why we board the ship. One way out. Um, no sick. Absolutely sick. Um, so there will be a second season of the show. Obviously, if you watched it, the ending is by no means a show ending. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just a season ending. And I thought everything with the show was done beautifully. It was it used the long, it used the TV series format, the modern streaming format, beautifully to perfection. Love the mini stories within the story. Um, I feel like I'm kind of getting ready to score it, so I'm kind of getting there. Um, with all that being said, you know, I had a hard time coming up with this number, um, but I think this is fair. I think it's honest. I'm going to give Andor a ninety-one. I like that score. So it's definitely better. It's definitely better than a ninety, right? It's in that great category, ninety to hundred. It's definitely it's a it's a great TV show. I went from a ninety to a ninety-one as we spoke about it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like in the process of doing that right now. Um, agree with everything you have. I'm super excited to see what they do with season two. I I think it's going to be spectacular. Um, Gilroy was just like, you're going to see the rebellion this next season. I mean, he was like, we're going to get some battles, right? We're gonna get some killing. We're gonna get the organization happen. You know, it's gonna be a lot. We're gonna that we're gonna throw at the fans, and I think they're really gonna like it. Um, so, with that being said, the score is coming in biased because this is the Star Wars project that I wanted yeah. quite literally my entire life. Right? This is what I thought Kenobi was gonna be. This is what I thought Mandalorian was gonna be. This is what I thought Boba Fett was gonna be, and I got it. And it was, what do I always say? I'm like, just make it like Rogue One. I go, just make the movies yeah. like Rogue One. Make 789 like Rogue One. What are we doing? And this show was made like Rogue One. And for that reason, I'm giving this a 94. Oh. It was going to be a 93. And I had to bump it up too. It's just, it's a, I, I, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, I think. Yeah. I think it's like, it is up there. Once the show's said and done and both seasons come out, 24 smashing episodes. I mean, it's going to be like Game of Thrones, Sopranos, Andor, yeah. right? Like, it's I loved it. And the cast, the writing, and it, it, it can just, this could, this can and will open so many doors for what Star Wars can be, right? Yeah, and I wanted to say this. I really thought about this earlier. With this show, this show, Andor makes Mandalorian so much better to me, right? Because yes. if you have an Andor mandalorian can exist and it can be that much better yes. because mandalorian it falls into the classic star wars character i want that i want that category of the force and lightsabers and luke and baby yoda and all of that and when but if it's if that's just it it gets a little old but then you add you add Andor to it it makes mandalorian that much better you give me that real show and i'll take i'll take the popcorn from from yeah. Disney, right? Like yeah. you give me the real Andor show, you give me the real movie, and I'll watch Mandalorian and just sit there on my couch and be like, "Oh, it's Jabba the Hutt!" Like, oh, not, yeah, like you now can I sit can back enjoy and be it. like, oh, yeah, yeah." I, I don't, I don't have to sit there and watch it now and pick it apart and be like, "That's bullshit. That's not serious." Like now I can appreciate it for it just being Star Wars, which right. is awesome, which is yeah. all I've ever wanted. Exactly. No, it's it, it was when I came to me, I was like, "Damn, 
is I like Mandalorian, but Mandalorian's a family show. Kids yeah. can watch Mandalorian. It's supposed to be classic for everybody Star Wars. And they do a good yeah. job with it. But totally. when you get this darkness, it makes it makes that goofy stuff that much better. Totally. Yeah, so Andor gets a 91, 94, double 90s, uh, up there, top three of the year for me, probably. Um, yeah, right? House um, of the Dragon, Severance, and this. Yeah. Do we have a succession season this year? We do, coming out in um, three, four weeks. Oh, is that next? I believe yeah. January, mid-January. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's Andor for us. Best Star Wars project in a long time. Uh, just a good show in general. You don't need to like Star Wars. Just a good project in general. Just a good um, project. Yeah, that's fine. I will move on, though, to... Uh, spring of 2023 for succession. Okay. Spring. So probably going to like March. Yeah. Um. Let's do, what are you watching, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you go first, huh? Yeah, okay. Um, went on a little, five. yeah, yeah, Harkina. Mark, um, what am I watching? Sorry, I got like this uh, acid reflux thing going on, I'm not too sure. Obviously, watching Andor and finishing Andor, which is great, but I just watched in the movie category, I just watched Pulp Fiction a couple days ago. Uh, came across as like a Quentin Tarantino short. I was like, huh, I haven't seen Pulp Fiction in probably two, three years i'd like to go back and, and listen to it and blown away uh probably i i think tarantino movies are those movies where every time you go back you appreciate it more and more because you sure. really just listen to the dialogue more and more and i was truly didn't care about the action the guns the shooting i just wanted to listen to their, them talking back and forth and i was telling my friend at work this um i was just like dude the pulp fiction dialogue feels more real than any movie, any other director movie dialogue, right? I mean, like you watch all these great things. It's like, Max, what's up, you crazy son of a bitch? Oh, nothing much, James. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that cookie cutter, but you know, it's a script. And when I hear Pulp Fiction and them talking and it's Vincent and Jules going back and forth and Vince or Jules like, Vincent, you a crazy motherfucker. Like put out those cigarettes, you know, you that'll kill yourself. Yeah. Like that sounds like me having a conversation with my friends, right? right? Like that sounds like funny shit that I would say, like, Dude, if me and you were hitmen and we were about to go kill these dudes and we're like, we're walking up, we're just talking. I forget. I forget. Oh, like, uh, I forget Divine what they said. Like, yeah, something like that. Like just right before they went and killed him, they're just like, you know what? Let's just take it two minutes. It's not nine o'clock yet. He's like, so really, how huh? you been reading the Bible a little bit? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you know, the passages, the passages are good. And you're like, you're fucking crazy. Like, that's just some zealot shit. And he's like, oh, fuck you, Vincent. Let's go kill these guys. Now. You know, like. That's a real conversation. And I love the Tarantinos and I wish there were more films on platforms. It's only the hateful eight and uh, hateful eight kill bills and Reservoir Pulp Fiction Dogs. that are streaming right now. Reservoir Dogs just got taken off. I love Man, that, was, that was an HBO staple for a bit. I know. And I really wanted to watch it. And of course it was taken off like three weeks ago. Right. I literally went right to it right after I finished Pulp Fiction. Anyways, watch Pulp Fiction, watch bullet train last night. I loved it. It does not have great reviews on IMDb. It's like a 77 on that, 77 on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it was really great. Yeah. Great also ensemble of cast. Cool story. Like, I loved it. It is very anime-y, Jap Tokyo. I'll be watching that tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rick and Morty's back after their month hiatus. Watching that, love that. His Dark Materials just returned on Monday, the HBO show that follows the Golden Compass, the TV adaptation of that. James McAvoy's in there, special. And I watched uh, Spirit Spirited on Apple TV. 
right? Rage, is that what it's called? Uh, Spirited? Yeah, with Will Ferrell and... Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Didn't know it was a musical, which turned me off, but it was tasteful. It's a, it's an adult holiday movie. I respect it. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, I cranked out Andor, by the way. I did not watch the show live. I cranked it out on the airplane um, and finished at home, so 12 episodes of that. Just watch that. Um, on the airplane, I rewatched everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, don't think it's streaming. I no. I feel uh, like part of me thinks it is. Part of me thinks it's on HBO Max, but um, that movie I couldn't recommend any anymore. Probably movie of the year, no doubt. Um, I know you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, check if it's on HBO Max for me, but I will. Uh, yeah, it it's everything you want out of a movie, right? Like you know when you watch a movie like Bullet Train, haven't seen it, but I know what's going on. Like it's just crazy action, loud music, fun characters, crazy shit. That's right. everything yeah. everywhere at once. But at the core of it, it's a really, really, really hard tugging story. Special. It uses the multiverse beautifully. Cool. Uh, before it became so popular, I watched that. I watched Home Alone at work. Which one? Original? One. OG. Uh, <laughs> Buzz. Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. Woof. Yeah, so the kids actually enjoyed that one. Um, the Wet Bandits. Yeah, the Wet Bandits back then. Not sticky quite yet. Um, last night I watched The Big Sick on Amazon Prime with Kamal Hanaj. Sure. Uh, Kamal Hanaj, the now ripped Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, yeah. However you pronounce it. Yeah, he was in Obi-Wan. Yes, correct. Um, and and my and uh, Silicon Silicon Valley. Yes, uh, it's a rom com story based around his life. Actually, I believe roughly, uh, pretty good. Bo Burnham's in it. Uh, Ray Romano. It's more about his relationship with this girl's parents than as much as it is her. Um, a good. Sometimes you need a movie like that. I needed okay. a little lighthearted rom com. I like Am- Ray. Ra- Amazon Prom, Prime, Prime, pretty Prom? solid. Could be a good date night film. It felt a little long for me, but, you know, I was watching by myself. It's all right. Uh, yeah, besides that, I'm pretty much out on TV right now. I'll be watching Down to Earth with Zac Efron at night, um, second season. Yeah, I think that's about it. Cool. Oh, yeah. wait. Oh, wait. I also recently watched, this should have been a lot. I watched Stutz on Netflix, uh, Jonah Hill's uh, Therapist. Oh, was friends. that good? Yeah, it's... Um, more self-help than like it's the ther- it's really uh, a movie to help share the yeah. therapist ideas his yeah, le- yeah. his way of looking at life i really really enjoyed it uh but okay. you gotta know what you're getting into like don't you know it's not a movie like that it's more of like a helpful therapy session for but sure for really sure i liked it though stutz is awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. jonah hill's cool. cool he was once fat he doesn't like being called fat um yeah it's good then lose the weight jonah <laughs> i'm kidding I, I struggle too jonah Maybe just eat an apple a day, huh? Yeah, that it keeps the doctors away or something like that. Intermediate fasting. Um, that's Intermediate it, though. Fasting. Yeah. Um, excited, you know. Uh, thanks all for coming on this Andor trip with us. Uh, coming to the end of the year, obviously, Dan Messenger will have our 2022 wrap-up. Looking yep. forward to 2023, we might get an even better year of Hollywood and TV and movies, which is going to hit with a bang in, in January. We're going to get The Last of Us on HBO. Oh, can't wait. Uh, for trailer. your Star Wars, uh, it looks unbelievable. It's, it looks all, I mean, it's. I have very high expectations of that show. Going to get The Last of Us, as you mentioned, Succession. We'll get Star Wars, The Bad Batch. 
A uh, couple other things coming out. Hopefully, House of the Dragon, right? Of course. No, they, I think they just announced they're going to be filming. I know it's going to and... be. It's. I know. Still, um, we should get a lot of shows coming out, and and more release dates will come out. But uh, looking forward to twenty twenty three. It should be a great year for what are you watching podcast. Dead. What is dead may never die. We're not dead yet, but we still will never die. Mm-mm. And just overall, overall Hollywood, Hollywood. Hollywood. Maybe we get on the Amazing Race. Yeah, the, once again, the whole goal of coming back on the podcast is so we can get on Amazing Race. Once we get on Amazing Race, we drop it all. We dump it. Yeah, scrap yeah it. you guys are just a pedestal for us. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. All, the second we hit it, don't ever think I'm going to be calling your name ever the fuck again. Yeah, fans. Uh, you can wire us money, but don't think you matter. Um, yeah, no, no, you are just a pawn. Um, did you finish Welcome to Wrexham? No, 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 I didn't. You just didn't. lost steam. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I lost yeah, a little yeah, yeah. You know, I, chronic illnesses, a couple yeah, movies came out, a couple of Palma. Shows. Um all right, my quote is uh for this dying podcast from Mrs. Jin Urso herself. Rebellions oh, are built special. on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. That's special. That's special right yeah. there. Absolutely. I love that. Great quote. Um yeah, thank you, local fans, uh domestic and abroad, for listening to us. If I don't know if you gave out our business cards when you were abroad, Dan. That could have been a great way to, you know, we we might be the next Backstreet Boys and the Eastern Bloc if you would have given out some merch. Would have been cool. Would have been cool for you to do, but no big deal. No yeah, big yeah, deal. Yeah. I'm not pressed about it. Um, thank you all. We'll see you hopefully next week. It's the holiday season. Bring your Santa Claus hat. I might be dressed a little festive. And um, as always, you can't eat your pudding unless you eat your meats. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.